Economic news on SAFM. Facts and figures you can count on. And for further perspective, we join on the line now by ETF strategist and advisor Narina Fisser. So let's start with Eskom and the news that Eskom will be allowed to claw back around 60 billion rand uh, of back tariffs. Uh, does not sound like good news or is it? What am I missing here? What's the background <laughs> to this and what will this mean for electricity price hikes? Yeah, unfortunately, this definitely is not good news, Sakina. So um, this really is a reading in the Constitutional Court yesterday. And by the fact that it's Constitutional Court, it means this is the highest court in the land. So this is the end of the legal um, uh, the battle to try and stop Eskom from being allowed to, to claw back these tariffs. And the background really is it goes back to, to 2013. Um, you know, we have a, a facility called a regulatory clearing account, the so-called RCA. Which is um, something that allows Eskom really to recover any shortfalls that they might have in electricity losses or escalation in operating costs and so on, and that they're allowed to claw back these um, these shortfalls through possible tariff hikes. Now, going back to 2013, when this was first um, um, that they applied for it, and, they, and the court order was was given that that must be stopped. That also caused the stop in 2014-15, in 15-16, and the following financial year. So for the last four financial years, Eskom has not been able to, to try and recover these shortfalls that they've got. And, and the amounts that we're talking about are quite substantial. You know, around about, um, I think, uh, um, there's, um, 19 billion rand for the 2014-15 year and 22 billion the following year. And, and they haven't even announced the latest one, but it's, it's in the region of about 20 billion. And, and so this is really where this number of 60 billion rand comes from that Eskom potentially may now be allowed to try and claw back through an escalation in its tariffs. Now, to put this into perspective, Eskom sales annually only amount to 180 billion rand. So that 60 billion rand means it's a third of their annual sales. So if they try and recover this all in one go, you're looking at an, at an increase in tariffs by at least 33% just to try and recover that. And that is over and above the application that they've already sort of submitted to NERSA asking for an annual increase of 20%. So, you know, it almost doesn't matter which way you look at it, um, we are almost certain to get quite a substantial increase in electricity tariffs for the next financial year and a couple of years thereafter as well. So, you know, if anything, um, not only is this going to put significant strain on the consumer as well as increase uh, operating costs for electricity, hungry and power hungry um, companies. But what this also means is you will very likely find even less of a demand for Eskom electricity, so coal-fired electricity, and quite possibly um, just bring the, the, the demand for renewable energy further upstream and make it even more affordable. So what can, although Eskom will now be allowed to um, in, apply for increases in tariffs to, to account for these adjustments, at the same time also it, it starts to price their product out of the range of, of many people. And <clears throat> so you will have less demand for electricity, which will result in even less sales make them even less profitable. So, you know, this, this um, it's, uh, it's considered a win for Eskom in terms of this. It does actually make their overall financial position worse 
if, um, rather than better. Um, but I think in the way that we look at this, yes, in for further electricity increases, we know that it's already increased substantially in recent years, and, and unfortunately this means that there's a lot more to come. In Narina, um, in other news yesterday, we learned that President Zuma has signed the new Twin Peaks bill into law. Sounds like a bad TV show from the 90s, but apparently it has something to do with new financial market regulations. What exactly is this all about? Indeed, yes, this is the, 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 sort of, uh, the, the easy name for the Financial Sector Regulation Act of 2017, something that was passed by Parliament in June, and um, President Zuma then yesterday ratified it by signing it into, into law. So this so-called Twin Peaks model of regu- financial regulation splits the current regulatory functions um, quite clearly between the Reserve Bank, who will basically be responsible for all systemic and regulatory oversight of financial institutions, so that's banks, insurance, and asset management companies. And then on the other side, we will have the Financial Sector Conduct Authority, which will replace the current Financial Services Board. So we'll have the FCA, who replaces the FSB, as if we don't have enough um, uh, abbreviation starting with a letter F in our financial sector just yet. Um, but yes, they, uh, the, the focus really here is that they want to have a regulatory system that, that really um, talks better to the combination of the National Credit Regulator, the SAF, the Financial Intelligence Center, and then of course the FSB as, as well. So, um, yes, I think in principle this is a, a system that is supposed to, to provide better protection for consumers and certainly enable um, government to, to also exercise its regulatory oversight duties much better. But unfortunately, as it so often happens, um, when you get further and, and more increases in regulation, the ultimate cost of these regulatory processes gets pushed down to the consumer. So as much as we are trying to focus on reducing costs in the financial sector, specifically around banking costs and, and, and investment costs as well, at the same time we have these regular, these rising regulatory requirements um, and, and unfortunately the, the, the person that ends up uh, footing the bill is the consumer all the way down the line. So another area in which we can probably expect some cost pressures um, and as much as we might be frustrated at the moment with, uh, with uh, requirements around things like FICA, this will um, just renew focus in terms of regulatory oversight, what is required, and, and potentially could, could result in further um, frustration by consumers. So we should brace ourselves for more regulations as far as financials um, and investments are concerned. Yes, it's a good thing for us, but I think much like children, we don't necessarily like to, be, to, be, um, to have all of this oversight and have to comply with increased regulations. Um, but we do believe that this is, is for the good of the consumer at the end of the day. So um, exactly when it will become effective um, is not yet known, but uh, we will probably see some of the initial um, um, changes come about later this year already and then certainly into next year. And Irina, despite, of course, these two issues that uh, potentially could have had a negative impact, the market seemed to brush it off quite nicely yesterday, putting in a strong performance in line with global markets. Uh, What is currently driving it higher? 
Yes, I guess, um, yesterday I really sort of three factors, um, two on the international front and, and one locally. Um, on the international front, we certainly saw um, a, quite a big rally in base metal prices, so things like copper and zinc put in a very strong performance. Um, partly this is um, thanks to, I guess, improvements in the economic outlook in China, um, and so that certainly read to lead to a broad-based rally for um, commodity companies, mining companies. But we also had, as you mentioned, um, renewed um, confidence that the tax reforms that President Trump wants to bring about in the U.S. might have a better chance of success, certainly, than what he's trying to do on the healthcare side. So in the U.S., we also saw quite a strong rally in stocks and, and back again at those near those all-time highs. Um, but the local aspect also came from the results from from retailer um, ShopRite, um, who not only put in a very good financial performance, but the share price then rallied by about 8%. And that certainly um, gave a lot of good performance push for all the retailers. The banks also did quite well. So we had quite a nice broad-based rally in terms of our equity market yesterday and um, back really towards those all-time highs that we saw earlier this month. Um, at the same time, we also did see the RAND just weakening a little bit, not all that much but really just sort of tracking the euro slightly weaker relative to the U.S. dollar. Um, and that, of course, is an added bonus for our equity market because we've got so many companies that operate globally and, and have earnings that come from uh, foreign currency. When we see the rand a little bit weaker like we did yesterday, that certainly also provides support to the market. So, um, so far, so good this, uh, for, for the equity market in particular. Um, let's see what happens uh, today. Certainly we'll be looking at that inflation number out later today, but I'm sure we'll chat about that tomorrow morning. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Narina Fissa, ETF strategist and advisor.